Welcome back to the Maxwell High School podcast. Uh, today I've got three students with me who've got interesting tales to tell. Um, they're going to discuss some of their schoolwork with us. Um, and that comes about through information that I heard on the grapevine and some really good ideas that these guys have come up with. But first of all, I'll introduce our guests and then I'm going to talk to them about how they found uh, Term 2, which has been quite disrupted, I guess also the end of Term 1. So I want to welcome Sienna. Hello. <laughs> I want to welcome Tamsin. Hi. And I want to welcome Abby. Hello. How are you guys going? Good. Great. Happy to be here? Yeah, Always. <laughs> yeah, they're not really happy to be here. <laughs> A lot of coercion went into this one. Um, look, first of all, as I said, I, what I've been doing, I've been talking to all of our students and I guess recording a little bit of history about how uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has been for them and maybe a little bit how, the, how it's been for their family and if there's been uh, anything particular that they've pulled out of the whole experience that sort of, uh, you know, is either interesting or, or troubling or, you know, just something that we can get hold of and look back on in the future and say, yeah, that's how it was back then and it was pretty hectic for some people and other people just took it in their stride. So I, I do want to start um, off by talking about that kind of stuff. So, so as we record this, we're going like the very last day of term two, 2020. So... I'm going to start with Tamsin because she's in the middle of this merry throng in our lavish studio. Um, Tamsin, the end of term one and then the COVID lockdown and, and all of that sort of stuff, how how did you find that and were there impacts on your family? Um, yeah, so both my parents were still essential workers. So I guess it was kind of like me and my brother at home doing our schoolwork and that was quite difficult sometimes because only having like one computer oh yep yeah it was a bit of um having to negotiate like who got what like at what times was the computer yours and stuff like that so who won the negotiations um me i definitely got priority (laughs) being in year 11 yeah right like being in year 10 yeah Yeah. okay so you pulled rank yes yes that's that's the way um so so did you find uh that you were able to engage with the work like did you like working from home or was it yeah, um, I'm, I guess I am like an independent learner, so I did find it, like it was challenging at times, but I mm. like a bit of a challenge, so I think it was good just to be able to do work by yourself. Yeah. Advanced maths was a little bit hard to learn, but like <laughs> yeah, the rest okay. of the subjects were still pretty good. Were you still yeah. making contact with your teachers or was it? Yeah, yeah, so um, emailing and messaging a lot yep. of my teachers, yeah. yeah okay. Um, did you work in, I've been asking people if they worked a normal school day because lots of people didn't. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was talking to some younger students earlier on who said they just smashed out the work the night before so they go surfing the next day. Yeah. Like, is that how you did things or, or were you pretty much in the routine? Um, so I tried to stay in the routine. I live quite close to school so I could still hear the school bells. <laughs> so I was actually going off like my normal timetable yeah. and just like sticking to what I would usually have because... Okay. I don't like. I don't really like change that much. So yep. I think for me, it was just sticking in routine yeah. really helped me. Yeah. You sound like almost scarily organised. Uh, yes, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that's okay. We need people like that. Sienna, how did you go? Um, good. It was tricky, but um, so my mum and dad both worked, and my brother actually is out of school, so he's working as well. So I had the house to myself, mm-hmm. which I guess it did make it easier to get my work done. Um, however, it was tricky to, you know, independent learning. Like, I do love it, mm. but it is nice to have that interaction with teachers. Did you have, um, like, did you have motivation problems or are you able to self-motivate? Um, no. 
some of my tougher subjects I actually really enjoy. So it, you know, not comes pretty easy. Um, but yeah, not really. You were okay on your own at home. Yeah, I like working independently. I feel like it's easier to get stuff done on, like without distractions yeah, and stuff okay. like that. Did you, were you like Tamsin? Did you work like a tra- um, tra- traditional school day? Or yeah, did you... I didn't. Sometimes I found myself working a bit overtime. Like I just, I paced myself. I didn't really go by... I didn't let myself go too far, mm. but I definitely did work the whole day. I sort of just sat in the office and step by step finished each subject. So, did you were you were you particularly anxious about the whole thing, or was it for um, you like you know, oh, okay, it's happening, but it's happening in Sydney. It's not happening here. So. Yeah, well, not the situation as such. I think that we're in a pretty safe area, so mm. it wasn't too bad. Um, I did again miss that teacher interaction. Mm. I feel like sometimes with you know, subjects like maths like and biology and mm. stuff like that, it was kind of difficult to teach yourself stuff that you've never heard of. So I guess yep. that was the hardest part for me. So Yeah, radio. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about you, Abby? How did you find COVID-19 in 2020? Yeah, I was like the other girls. Um, my Both my parents worked. My Both my girls... <laughs> <laughs> both my sisters were home and they were like more distract... Oh, we didn't really distract each other, but... It was hard to share the com- one computer and we have one desk. Mm-hmm. So, like, s- someone was on the dinner table, which, I don't know, it was hard to share the space at home, but, yeah, we got it. <laughs> Were there fights over technology or have you got plenty of tech at home? Um, I worked off my phone because Phoebe used the computer. So, th- like I found that hard. Cause you were doing, like, schoolwork on your phone? Yeah. Like, I was typing up. Like essays and stuff because the computer was, was taken, was and mum's so <laughs> mum's computer goes to work with her, so we didn't get to use that either. That sounds actually like I'm with Sienna here. That sounds yeah. like super tough it way was, to do yeah. things. It was horrible. Not not a lot of experiences have been like that where people mm. have been like doing schoolwork on their phone. Yeah. So, um, you know, going on from that, where and and from what I said with Sienna, were you anxious particularly, or did you feel did you feel in yourself quite safe here in Maxwell? I, f- I felt quite safe. The only thing was working at the Indian restaurant, you have people travelling from Sydney. Yeah. And they tell you that they're from Sydney. So that was the only interactions that I would have <laughs> had that worried me, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you were still working as well? Yeah, I was still working. We were doing takeaways. Was anyone else working? Um, no. No. Tamsin's shaking no. your head. This is a, an audio medium, <laughs> Sorry. Tamsin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I worked Wednesdays, but because I work at a cafe and a mm-hmm. tapas bar, I wasn't able to work on the weekends. So. Okay. So there was, there were, you felt yeah, the, the loss was, of income. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Um, I, I think, um, you know, a lot of people have missed that interaction. So, you know, I'm going to go through all of you and ask you all the same question, but, like, what did you uh, miss the most about being away from school? Just... So, Seeing everyone, just like yeah. interacting normally with friends and talking about what we all got up to. And yeah. and structure. I miss the structure. Yeah, yeah. the routine. Like, when, even like the simple things like when to eat. Like, yeah. I didn't know and like, I like felt guilty if I was eating more than like <laughs> 20 minutes. Like, I should be back at like, school. Like I just, yeah, it was really hard to find that. Were well, you doing more work at home yeah. than you would yeah, do? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. more work. Because yeah. you don't so know when. In, in subject, some, some subjects, like... Um, I found I did worked harder on my PE and my English 
more rather than my other lighter yeah. subjects. I think it varies mm. between what teachers. Yeah. I think a lot of teachers like either had like a really heavy and, you know, supportive Load, approach yeah. to this or yeah. some of them just, you know, sent you work that you had to complete. It was and they really kind of, yeah. So I yeah. think it varied on what teacher did what. I really like, yeah. yeah. They all had different kind yeah. of patterns so, as well. So I'm getting, I'm getting the general vibe that you're happy to be back at school. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. In some yeah. ways. <laughs> In some ways. So there are little bits you like from both working from home and working yeah. from school. Yeah, I miss the freedom to like yeah. just go out and have your own breaks in between yeah. little yeah. topics. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, think, I think that is what um, a, a few people have come up with is yeah. they, they miss school because they miss that social interaction, that social side yeah. to school and, and they miss that. But what they've... What they've really enjoyed is okay, like like Sienna says, oh, you you know you want to go and eat when you want to go and eat, or you're saying you want to break when you want to break, yeah. but you don't have that kind of flexibility in a school. Mm. So there's bits of pieces of both yeah. sides of things have been good. Yeah. I have to say that I'm pretty relieved that you know as we speak we're like kind of coming out of the lockdown mentality and and things are getting a little bit back more to normal, and I'm I'm pretty happy with that because. You know, we can't visit Queensland yet, but that's not far yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully all the Victorians stay at home. Yeah. I'll probably have to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But look, so, okay, moving on. Now, Now the real reason, you know, that it's important to record those little snippets of history and our experiences, our life experiences, but the real reason that, that I got you down here was because the Anonymous student who may be known as Elliot <laughs> mentioned so <laughs> yeah, <really> <laughs> mentioned to me. He's not even in your class, guys. Oh. But he mentioned to me that you guys had a uh, an assignment in uh, business studies. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So so um, we'll go with Sienna. What did Mr. Lockyer have you doing? Um, so we pretty much had to pretend like we were entrepreneurs and we had to create our own business. So yep. it came to down to the fine tuning. You know the financial everything like legal structure, yep. pretty much, pretty much creating your own business. So, yeah, okay. yeah, it was it was fun. It was hard because you don't know how much to put in. It was very interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so Tamsin, was this a uh, an assessment task? So like something yeah. formal that you had to do? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was an assessment task, and yeah, it was really hard because like obviously having never done business studies, like as it is a senior subject. Mm. It's kind of like all new and like if you've never experienced like writing a business report, it's like it wasn't that we were thrown in the deep end but we kind of were. Yeah, so so yeah. was this something that occurred during the lockdown time or is this something that you've kind of done since? Since then, yeah. Okay, so since we've come back to school, yeah. this is where you've yeah. got into this thing. Okay, so Abby, what was your entrepreneurial flair and where did that take you? Mine was the orbital showers which was a recycling loop of water with many filters and yeah it was just based to save water for families that were sh- short on money so so i did speak to abby earlier about this and, <laughs> and, and there are a few things a few features of the shower that came up that we were talking about but but fundamentally when you say orbital shower it's not like rotating in itself it's the water no, moving. the water like exits the shower head and goes into the drain of, instead of being wasted yeah. it just Recycles back up. Okay, so you run it through like carbon filters and yep. sand filters and whatever, yeah, and, and UV lights and everything. Okay, so you're yeah. essentially just using the one lot of water, so you can you can you can have a shower that goes for a quarter of an hour and not feel bad about it. Yes, it can be 
any length of time and still use only the same five litres of water. And when there are water that can't get cleaned, it just re, like, gets more, sort of. Yeah. Um, so with your shower idea, um, obviously there's uh, a bit of an environmental tint to this. So where's, where's this idea come from for you? Is it, is it pure original or is it something that you kind of you, you heard about, sort of something like it and you've taken it and run with it a bit? Um, yeah, I guess I saw it first and then I just worked a bit more on it mm-hmm. and added little things to it to make it like more suitable for the community. Because I've not, I've not, I mean, look, you know, I've not heard of it and I've been around yeah. a while. So yeah. it's a, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. So the concept has come from a desire to save the planet or to do something else? To help families reduce their costs by saving money. So you're all about the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Plenty of people are. <laughs> but it is an environmental thing as well because... Yeah, it does help the environment. Well, it's not endless fresh water. Yeah. It doesn't. It's a very small percentage of... of yeah. I could sort of I switch so. into geography teacher here any minute, so I'll just try not to. <laughs> all right, Tamsin, what's your, what's your entrepreneurial uh, moment of genius? So I came up with um, a coffee machine, so... There's actually two models that I came up with. So there's one at home and there's also a commercial machine that has um, an inbuilt fingerprint scanner. So when you scan your fingerprint, it tells the barista what kind of coffee you would like and like exactly the way you'd like it so that you don't have to order it. (laughs) Okay, so so in a commercial setting, the barista would say, oh, Tamsin's walked into the shop, she's pressed the thumbprint, she wants her coffee. Yep. And her coffee is, I don't know, uh, double decaffeinated latte with a twist of lemon or something like yeah. that. And, yeah. And he or she can just go and make that. Yeah. So okay. it just um, removes kind of that having to say your order. Like yep. I know like myself, I hate ordering the same like coffee over and over again. Mm-hmm. And just like I just think that it's something that there could be um, some like technology there mm. so that you don't have to continuously order the same thing it's just in the system and uh you see you start taking these steps further and like your your idea is super amenable to someone making an app yeah um because i'm just thinking you know thumbprints and covid 19 we don't want to be touching anything yeah but if people are just doing their thumbprint on their phone yeah um you know like you do your tap and pay thing at at, at the shops these days yeah. You could do that with your coffee. Yeah, You could pay for it and tap it and tell the barista what you want. Yeah. Okay, so so you see a commercial side to this and how would it work at home? So at home, um, basically just like the machine makes your coffee for you. So you just scan your fingerprint Mm -hmm. and it'll make the coffee that you've put into the system. So it's like without you having to do it. It's like kind of like having your own little barista at home. Okay. Yeah. Already a really good idea. Have you spoken to like uh, Mealy or any of those... Large companies who make these things? No, get there one day. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I think after hearing this podcast, they're going to be contacting you. I can see that oh. now. So what sparked that? Are you a particular aficionado of coffee? Do you like drinking coffee? Yes, I have become a bit of a coffee snob recently. After We, <laughs> we recently, for Mother's Day, got Mum a coffee machine. Uh, right. And, yeah, so I've definitely been pretty picky about it (laughs) and is this where this idea has come from so what was what was the spark of it i just thought it'd be so much easier if like you could just go and scan your fingerprint and then your coffee's just ready like you know not have to 
do all the hard work yourself. It's just there for you. Okay, so yeah. your your ideas not come from the sense of saving money or the environment. Your ideas come from you like coffee and you just want it to be easy. Yes. The coffee you want yes. easy. Yeah, definitely. So maybe we could trademark easy coffee or something like that. Yeah. Or coffee easy. Oh, oh did perfect. you hear that? Perfect. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight today. <laughs> Sienna. <laughs> What's your idea? Um, so my idea is so kitchen designing for the visually impaired people. So okay. pretty much it's like a kitchen that is made for people with visual mm-hmm. impairment. Um, yeah. And so what are the features of your kitchen so, that would make it special for someone yes. with impairment? So we've got all different. So we've got um, categories. So mm-hmm. the, our customers or metaphorically customers can, Clients, yes. yeah, can choose you know, a category depending on their level of visual. Mm-hmm. Like well, I can see. So um, the highest category would obviously have stoves that are very advanced, you know, technology-wise. They yep. have, you know, so it's almost like a Siri telling them where it's hot and yep. stuff like that. Okay. So um, the same with fridges, except obviously you can touch and it'll call out what you're touching. Um, and we also have just like all the little, you know, knife cases and just all yep. little things that help because I feel like blind people can are just as independent as us and I feel like, yep. you know, they can cook and do everything just as well as us. So so, so what you're doing is you're looking at designing products um, and settings that uh, augment their independence. Yeah, because yeah. um, I think sometimes they're seen as dependent and they're really not just mm. because they can't see. So, yeah, I thought it would be a really good idea just... Okay. So, so again, where did that idea come from? Um, I guess because we had to think about designing something. I was mm. just sort of brainstorming what I could design and... It obviously had to be like not real. It, it had to make, be made up, and I would love to design kitchens. And I thought, well, what's the best way to do it? Is to help people. So yeah, yeah. I, like I think it's a it's a fabulous idea. And you start to think of, um, you know, you you mentioned Siri, and you talk about voice control of yeah. of products, and yeah. uh, and you know you can start involving proximity sensors and things yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a huge scope. In yeah, that, in exactly, because technology is advancing so much, you know, to a point where it'll probably almost be like that for all of us soon. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, Abby, coming back to you, and you're happy about it, aren't you? <laughs> um, with your future, do you see these entrepreneurial skills being valuable to you in the future? Is this something that you like to do or is it? Is this like, okay, I'm just ticking a box here, get out of the way for school? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, rightio. <laughs> just, yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Rightio. Just get marks in business. Yep. Tamsin, what about you? Because like these are really, these are, I, th- I think all three of these are, are like really credible ideas um, and I'm, saying, I'm sort of thinking to myself, well, what are you going to do with that? Like, well, yeah. it, like is, um, it, is this just sort of like for you a one-off or? I think like ultimately it is a goal of mine to have my own business just because mm-hmm. I like being in that leadership position. Yeah. So um, probably something to do with like sport, like a sporting business more yep. than anything, not really in can the like designing a product or anything. Yeah. Can I just say like the coffee and sport are so intertwined. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> Like, you know, what do they do? Like, what do all the cyclists do after riding their bike? Yeah. They go to the coffee, coffee shop. Exactly. So you could 
maybe meld the two together. Yes, possibilities. <laughs> yeah, Sienna, what, and what about you? Do you, you know, um, you said you like the idea of designing yeah, kitchens. Yeah, it, it would be cool. Um, a lot of, like, my mum owns a business, so mm-hmm. I get, you know, firsthand what it's like, and I guess it is pretty cool. Um, I don't really think it's all that much to do with me. Like, I'm not really into that owning a business sort yes. of thing. Um, but, yeah, it would be really cool if I got to be able to do that in the future. Yeah. I, I think, like, you look at... Um, and I, you look at the, the situation like the COVID lockdown that we've had and um, the notorious shortages of certain products, which I won't mention again. Um, <laughs> but but you, there's talk, all this talk from uh, government and the politicians and, 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 you know, other commentators saying that uh, Australia's capacity to manufacture and, and actually make things has really uh, taken a big dive and that's not where we're at. But... I see some of these ideas that you guys are coming up with as, um, you know, maybe that's not your goal now and maybe it's not your goal in the future, but the fact that um, people are actually, you guys are coming up with ideas is really, really good. Has anyone started a, like a GoFundMe page or a Kickstarter or something like that? <laughs> no, not quite yet. Not yet. <laughs> Do you think there's potential there? Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Possibly. I'm, I'm going to talk to some of your classmates because, like, you guys have got really great ideas for sure. But there are other really good ideas yeah. in that class yeah. as well. And some of them are so left field. But I'm looking forward to talking to other, some of your other classmates about some of the stuff that they came up with as yeah. well. Yeah. So, like, your stuff is really, really good. I'm, Thank you. I'm super stoked that, that you would, you know, take the time to, uh, you know, use your imagination and come up with ideas that I don't know whether people have necessarily thought of them, like, uh, you know, before. I think it's really good. I don't know where you come up with this idea. So, like, how do you, how do you manifest it? So, when you first got this thing, how did you sort of sit there and process this and say, "Oh, I've got to come up with something." God, it took days. Yeah, it didn't oh, take like one minute. It, no, it, you I had to think. Yeah. Yes, of continual thinking about. So, what was the hardest thing then? Was the hardest thing coming up with the idea, or then that wasn't real? You had to it think of something that, that was, wasn't yeah. already. Yeah. Like, you had to think of it yourself. Yeah. So like. Yeah, I think that's what there's so many options and yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's different aspects to every like for me there's kitchen designing for Tams and there's coffee machines and yeah. for Abby there's showers so I think you just have to have that open mind to like go okay I'll base it on this and then expand to that yeah so. like you guys are obviously mates yeah so yeah. did you bounce your ideas off each other <laughs> so like did Tams and you go oh you know, I've got this idea for this coffee machine, Sienna. What do you think would it fit in your kitchen? And you know, can my can my orbital shower help the blind people as well? You know, did you like? Did you talk about your ideas? We would all come together. Yeah, <laughs> we all like would say what our each other's ideas yeah. were. Like, I told the girls what I was doing when I thought of it, and they were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, that's like, good." Yeah, yeah. and they would do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but no. So, whose idea is the best? I like Sienna's. I, I like Sienna's too, yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, but no, I like everyone. I think everyone's so, like, unique. Like, I love it. Like, there's so and many there's some like, more oh. in the class that were yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that, like, you'll turn me off, off microphone who they were and who we need yeah. to get into these seats yeah. because, yeah. like, as I said, I know that there are some real other cool ideas there. So, Sienna, you've been, like, voted as the best one here. <laughs> so, so with your, with your concept... Um, in your in your in your project in your plan, what did you have to do? Like, what what did the assignment entail? So you've come up with this idea of kitchens. So um, for the blind, mm-hmm. um, what did you what did you then do with that well, idea? I first obviously went 
Googling and how to look at, you know, just stuff like, you know, websites and foundation, mm-hmm. like stuff like that that were, that are already like designed. So stuff yep. that visually impaired people use. And yep. I sort of grabbed little ideas and, you know, mm. put them into the kitchen and obviously I have to figure out pricing. So I had mm-hmm. to, you know, search up how much a normal kitchen oh, was okay. and sort of add in because, yeah. So, so, so do you know, like, do you know from your research how much more would your augmented kitchen, or how much more might it cost? Yeah. Um, over a standard kitchen. Yeah, not exactly. I know it's obviously a high jump because it is so like advanced. Like yep. there's just so many extra steps. Like um, you know, like the knives have to have special cases and the stove has to talk to you. So it's yeah. it's really advanced to a point where it's very expensive. But I okay. definitely think it's worth it. So. Yeah, definitely worth it for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything that you can do to help people is really yeah. good. Okay. All righty. So, look, I think we've covered a lot of ground here and, I, and I'm I'm rapt to see that you guys, as I said, have got these incredible imaginations and can come up with these ideas. Um, and not just you guys, but it's other young people in your class as well have come up with a myriad of ideas that, that are really, really good. And... And I know that sort of sometimes we sit back and we think, oh, young people and, oh, dear, the planet's going to go to gloom and doom. <laughs> where's our next Where's the next lot of leadership coming from? Where's the next lot of inspiration coming from? But I think with people like you coming up with ideas and thinking about, um, like thinking about other people and thinking about make life in, making life easier, and even though, Abby, you're all about the money, it's still an environmental <laughs> idea, which I think is, is, you know, really good as well. It's thinking about... Uh, you know, there's multiple multiple layers to all of your your ideas. It's um, yeah. potentially going to, you know, if a manufacturer's out there, like there's some of these things that I think, you know, they really deserve some uh, commercial exploration because you guys have obviously done some research and you must think that they're basically tenable, like you can make them work. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what yours might cost, Tamsin? Um. Well, not really, like, not really, don't really know how much, like, a yeah. fingerprint scanner yeah, would cost yeah. and, like, that kind of stuff. But I don't know what it would cost to develop an app, for example. Yeah, I think I just, like, found, like, an average cost for a, like, commercial machine mm. and it's, like, bumped the price up by, like, a thousand, couple of thousand, yeah. <laughs> you think about, okay, you say a couple of thousand dollars sounds like a lot, but you think about the potential cost savings to, um, like, a cafe. Yeah. Where people are basically swiping and paying and the order's just going straight through because the system knows who they are and what they want. Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot easier, quicker yeah. process. Oh, yeah. quicker and save money. Yeah. That's all good. All right, look, thanks very much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, it's, been, it's been great talking to you. And as I said, your ideas are fabulous. Thank you. And I really think that um, don't ever sell yourself short in terms of not going into <laughs> business or, or not exploring this or opening up that Kickstarter. Or contacting Mealy or Bosch or whoever makes <laughs> washing machines or coffee machines. <laughs> All the same. Yeah. White goods. All right. So thanks very much again. Thank you. An absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thanks to all our listeners. Uh, we, we hope that you enjoy our podcasts and um, we have a lot of fun making them. And uh, we hope you join us uh, next week where we uh, explore more interesting elements of our school community.